you're going to die. No matter how holy you are, no matter how well you eat, no matter how well you exercise, no matter how hard you pray, you're going to die. when you die. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And years ago, there was an African-American drugstore chain called Yates and Milt. Their main store was on Auburn Avenue at the corner of Auburn and Edgewood. And my father had a beauty store diagonally across the street on the corner. And one day as my father walked into Yates and Milton, Mr. Yates was a pharmacist and he was behind the counter and and he saw my father come in and he said, Mr. Bronner, he said, what are you doing to make sure Bronner Brothers continues if you die? And my father looked at Mr. Yates And he asked him one simple but very deep and profound question. He said, what do you mean if? And today I want to talk to you from the subject, when you die. What do you mean if? It is not if you die, it's when. Now this is a subject very few people want to talk about. We all want to talk about life and blessings coming and all of this. But nobody wants to talk about the one thing that is inevitable. They said there are two things that you cannot avoid, and that's death and taxes. You can avoid taxes. You absolutely can. Even some of the billionaires, they pay no taxes. So those who are extremely poor, they get money back. Those who are extremely rich pay no taxes. So death and taxes, you can avoid taxes, but you cannot avoid death. There was once a story of a a man, he worked for his boss. He lived in New York, and he went to a market one day, and all of a sudden, he saw death. And he saw death just raise up the hands like this, and it just totally freaked him out. He got scared. He ran from the market. He ran to his boss's house. He said, I saw death in the marketplace. He said, man, I'm getting out of New York. I'm getting out of here now. I'm going to California. He said, I'm leaving right now. I'm going over to the airport. I'm going to catch me a plane because I saw death here. I'm getting out of here. So the boss walked over to the market. And sure enough, there was death. And the boss walked over to him. And he said, are you here for my employee? And death said, yeah, I'm here for him. But when I saw him, it kind of shocked me because my appointment with him is in California. <laughs> You cannot avoid death. Now, I'm not sure about if we're here when the, you know, the resurrection comes and sky opens up and we see G. I don't know. Maybe that may be here in our lifetimes and there may be some spiritual way we can be like Enoch and Enoch just was no more. He walked with God. I don't know. But for the vast majority, in all probability, you're going to die. You're going to die. No matter how holy you are, no matter how physically conscious you are, no matter how well you eat, no matter how well you exercise, no matter how hard you pray, you're going to die. 
I am going to die. God has said you will live to 116 years old. I cling to that as long as I do what he tells me to do. That's the real challenge. The challenge is not God's word. The challenge is my obedience. That's the challenge. So I'm planning on living this super long life, but I'm going to die. This body is going to stop breathing. This heart is going to stop beating and I'm going to leave this earth. There is no way around that in all probability unless Jesus comes before I die. But barring that, all of us are going to die. So I want to talk to you today about when you die. It's a subject that folk just don't like to face because they don't want to think about I'm going to die someday. Yes, you are. It's one of the surest things in life is that you are going to leave this body. Now, I'm not planning on dying, but I am planning on leaving this body. I'm planning on living on, but I'm not going to live on in this body. So what do we do? How do we plan that thing? What is the issue? Even a man went to the doctor and he was feeling reasonably okay, but he kind of felt something was wrong. So when he got his full examination, the doctor came in to talk to him. He said, you're just shaking your head. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> you got this issue and you only got a few months to live. And the pray, oh my goodness, is there anything I can do about that? He said, well, I'll tell you what. I want you to go right down the street here to this health spa. And they have a phenomenal mud spa. This mud is rich with all kinds of minerals and vitamins and enzymes in this mud. They import this mud over from a remote place way about 2,000 miles away. It's some of the most awesome mud you could ever find anywhere. And what I want you to do I want you to go to this spa. I want you to put your feet in the mud. Let the mud ooze up between your toes. Then I want you to get down in it and just spread mud all over the lower part of your body. Then I want you to sit down in the mud bath. I want you to spread the mud all over your chest. Then I want you to take handfuls of mud. I want you to put the mud all, all through your hair. And then I want you to take some moment and I want you to put the mud all over your face till you are just fully covered with this awesome mud. And the patient would just, he said, whoo, doctor, that's going to cure me? He said, no, but it's going to get you used to the dirt. <laughs> you are going to die. So I want to talk to you about just when you die. And three aspects of will, will, and will. Proverbs 13, 22 says, A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. I was at one funeral in years ago, and I was outside the funeral. I was with the widow, and she had an envelope just shaking her head. And she said, this is a bounced check that my husband wrote two days before he died. She said, that rascal bouncing checks from the grave. <laughs> this is actually what happened. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. The first will for when you die 
is you need a will. I mean a physical, legal will. You don't know how many times we deal with people who have passed away and they have no will. We have personal experience with that. Our brother who passed away back in 2006 at 38 years old didn't have a will. As a matter of fact, when he passed away, none of us had a will. And because of what we had to go through dealing with probate and all of the issues that come up simply because you don't have a will, it made all of us get serious wills and estate planning. You need a will because you are going to die. And some of us think, well, I'm too young. I'm not going to die. I'm about 80, 90. You don't know when you're going to die. You need a will. If you have any material possessions at all, you need a will. You don't know what happens sometimes when a parent passes away, even when they're older and they have no will. And now you got all of these children fussing and fighting, all of the relatives coming in the house trying to carry stuff out. You can't have that. You can't have that. You can't take this. Yes, I can take it. You don't know the trouble that comes because there is no will. And the parents have not thought to have a will. You need a will. This is natural. There's nothing spiritual about this. You need a will. If you got anything, I don't care how young or how old you are. You all know that I spent the month of January in Iceland. And I was sitting in the steam room in Iceland. That's the hottest room I've ever been in in my life. It's 100 and 95 degrees Fahrenheit in that room. It was hot. And I was sitting there with one other man, and somehow we just got to talking. And the sauna was in the gym, and he was talking about how, you know, he really focused on trying to keep himself in good shape. He said, but you know, no matter what you do, sometimes no matter what you do, how you eat right, how you get in shape, you can just all of a sudden just get hit by a truck. And he says, a matter of fact, a year ago, I was hit by a truck. He pulled out his phone and he showed me these pictures of this car. And the car was just smashed in like an accordion. And he said, right here is where I was. And he said, it was like God himself put his hand over me. Every part of this car was smashed up. And I somehow bent down. When the truck hit me and there was just this little bitty cubicle where I was, he said, I got hurt, but now I'm back in shape. I'm back in the gym and I'm alive. And even when the EMTs came, they said it was a miracle that I survived this. So I'm living testimony. You can do all this stuff and just something out of the blue come and hit you and take you with you need A will is the first thing of practicality because you are going to die. One of the best ways to prevent stuff is to be prepared for it. So if you've got anything, you need a will. If you got a car, what happens to you if you get hit by a truck? Not in your car, because if you get hit by a truck in the car, I guess the car not worth anything. But if you got hit or if you died, what happens to your car? Who gets it? Well, I ain't worried about that because I'll be gone. You need a will. And it is simple to do. We had a training here in the Render My Money class. We have an attorney who is a member here, attorney Latasha 
Little Hill, and she actually runs a law firm that specializes in wills and probate and trust. And that message, it's number 4544. So you can go to brothersofthework.com, go to search sermons, put in 4544, and it'll bring up this talk from the attorney about getting a will, or if you want trust, and talks about probate. It will save your children and your children's children a lot of headache just to have a will. And you don't have to necessarily get a big law firm. If you don't have more than what's called a million to a million and a half in assets, you really don't need a lawyer. You can go to freewill.com, freewill.com, freewill.com. What do you think you can get at freewill.com? A free will. Exactly. So you can't say, I don't have any money to do a will. Go to freewill.com, get a free will at freewill.com, and get a will. Because you are going to die. Jesus came because he knew we would die. He came to grant us eternal life, but not eternal life in this body. As a matter of fact, when Jesus came back, when he was resurrected from the dead, they didn't recognize him because he had a new body. They didn't recognize him. He was walking and talking with them, and they did not know that was Jesus. They didn't recognize him. This body is going to go to dirt. And I know that's not a hallelujah type preacher. But that's why you need to first of all go and get that will, because you are going to die. You need to understand that, deal with that, and prepare for it. It's not a question of if. It is a question of when. You need a will. And this is for those who are left behind because a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. I remember Moms Mabley was a popular comedian and And she said she married this old man. And she said, my husband just would never get insurance because he said he wanted to be a sad day for everybody when he died. (laughs) But a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And the second will, the second will, Matthew 7, 21 Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Get away from me, you workers of iniquity. Jesus says this, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my father. The second will is to make sure you are doing the will of God, to make sure you are doing the will of God. I know I'm going to leave this body. That's not my concern. That's not a decision. The things I do can delay it where I can spend as long as time as possible in as good a shape as I can be. But I'm going to leave it. Whether it's you could have something happen right now. It could blow up. Whether it's right now or 49 years from now, 
I'm going to leave it. But this second will, where Jesus says, only he who does the will of my father who is in heaven will enter the kingdom of heaven. That second will, when I do leave this body, I want to go to heaven. I do not, under any kind of circumstances, want to go to hell. And as Jesus said, only he who does the will of my father who is in heaven will enter the kingdom of heaven. You need to be doing the will of God. You need to know the will of God for your life. And most importantly, you need to do the will. Even the Old and the New Testament. Testament is the official word for will. It's a person's last will and testament. So God's will for your life, you need to know it. And more importantly, you need to do it. The willingness to do and to follow what God has spoke to you, what God has placed in your heart, what God says in his word, that's the main thing. And Jesus says, only those who do the will of my father are going to heaven. And Jesus is the one standing at the door and judge. He's the ultimate authority. He's going to be standing at the door judging. And he says, only those who do the will of my father coming in this place. I want to do the will of God so that I make sure I get to heaven. That's the main thing that I am concerned about. And the third will is really what you're going to have when you get there. Jesus told the thief on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. Many of us think that means heaven. No, paradise is the top level of hell. Well, yeah. Have you ever read the Apostles' Creed? I believe in God, the Father, almighty creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father almighty. Paradise is the top level of hell. Now, I'm no expert on the levels of hell and on the levels of heaven. I don't even know what's there. The Bible is really, really, really short on details on heaven and hell. All we know is you don't want to go to hell and you want to go to heaven. That's all I can really know. It doesn't tell you what kind of food they're going to have in heaven. doesn't tell you whether you're eating in heaven. doesn't tell you whether they got fried chicken in heaven. doesn't tell you all that. So it doesn't tell you a lot of detail. Only thing it tells you is there's no marriage in heaven. That's the only thing you know. So for those of you who are planning on dying and getting married, you're not going to get married in heaven. That's the only thing that it tells you. But you do not know what's in heaven. And you only know a little bit about hell, about all of the torment that's going on there. So one thing I do know, I don't want to go to hell and I do want to go to heaven. But paradise, as it is traditionally believed, is the top level of hell. That's why the Apostle Creed says he descended into hell. So when he told a thief, you're going to be with me in paradise, he wasn't actually talking about heaven. He was talking about hell. But it's got levels. Just as heaven has levels. You remember when he said about John that he is the greatest among men, but he is the least among those in heaven. I go to prepare a place for you in my father's house or many mansions. All the mansions are not the same as levels on earth as it is in heaven. Everything is not the same here is levels. So why would you need treasure in heaven if it wasn't levels and everybody had the same thing? 
If it was just all unilateral, everybody just got the same things. And here Jesus says this. He basically says when he talks about that in Matthew 6, 19, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Why do you think you need treasure in heaven if everything is equal on earth? as it is in heaven. And let me tell you something. I don't want to be on the bottom anywhere. Anywhere. Well, Pastor, what about heaven? Let me repeat that. I don't want to be on the bottom anywhere. I've traveled all over the world, and there's some beautiful countries. But in every country that I've gone to, in every place that I've gone to, the bottom is not good. I don't want to be on the bottom Anywhere, even in heaven. So if treasure is valuable in heaven, if treasure has a use, if it makes a difference whether you got a, let me ask you this, on earth as it is in heaven, does it make a difference whether you have a lot of treasure here or not? Does it make a difference? Yeah, it makes a difference. That doesn't mean you're going to be happy, but it makes a difference. And if you have no treasure, your probability of being in distress increases considerably. So when I go to heaven, and I will go to heaven because I will die. So when I go to heaven, I want to have a pile of treasure in heaven. And I opened up this morning before I began the message just talking about how at SurpriseSermon.com, the email list has grown. I don't get paid for any of that. I've been in this ministry for next year will be 30 years. I've never gotten paid. I've never gotten paid by the church. But that goes to my treasure in heaven. I want to build a huge treasure in heaven because one thing I am certain of, I don't want to be on the bottom. I know some of you will say, well, pastor, the bottom of heaven has got to be good. It may be good. You know, there are some countries where the bottom is actually pretty good, but it ain't good at the top. So anywhere I go, I want to have plenty of treasure. And Jesus told you this. Don't store your treasure up on earth. Put your treasure in heaven. They can't steal it. Rust can't mess it up. You don't have to worry about the interest going up and down on it. You don't have to worry about the banks collapsing with it. You don't have to worry about somebody running off and stealing it. See, the FDIC only insures you up to a certain amount, but God insures you unlimited. So when you put your treasure in heaven, because where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So where's your treasure? What do you focus on? What is truly your motivation on this stuff? This is where I want to go and what I want to have when, not if, when I die. First of all, I have a physical will so that when this body ceases to function, all of my children, all of my grandchildren, whoever is left behind in my bloodline. And see, some of y'all may want to leave some to the folk not in your bloodline. Matter of fact, some of y'all may want to leave some of the folk in your bloodline a dollar. 
And well, Pastor, why would I leave them a dollar? You leave them a dollar so they can't come back and contest your will that you forgot them. <laughs> so you leave them one dollar and it's real clear you didn't forget them. I only want to leave you one dollar and it makes your will far more incontestable. So, and see, I'm not giving you advice on what to do about your will, but the point is, if you don't make the decision, the court will. Now, do you want to leave the decision, even for those of you who have children, if you don't make the decision, the court will. So you need to even, if you have children, you need to appoint, I want them as a guardian of my children. I want this to go here. I want this to go here. Look, I want my Auntie Liam, I want Auntie Liam to have all of my flower pots. Because you may have some fantastic flower pots that Auntie Lou will come over and get, and you want Auntie Liam to have them. Well, Lou gonna get them, and Liam won't if you don't specify. So number one, make sure you have a will. What website do you go to? Freewill.com. Go to freewill.com or listen to message 4544. We'll give you a lot more practical information on it. One of those two, get a will if you don't have one. And then there's doing the will of God so that you make sure you get into heaven. Make sure you do the will of God. And number three, when you get to heaven, make sure you got some treasure up there so you're not on the bottom. And I don't know what's there. All I know is on earth as it is in heaven. And I don't want to be on earth with no treasure. I don't want to be in heaven with no treasure or very little bit of treasure trying to skimp by. So I want an abundance of treasure when I get to heaven. And you get that by storing up, not focusing on you, helping others, doing the will of God, and you build your treasure in heaven instead of worrying about your treasure here where rust and moth and thieves destroy. You will die in this body. But if you follow Christ, if you're doing the will of God, You will never die. That is the purpose of Jesus, so that we can have eternal life. But this body is going to die. Make plans, make preparations for your progeny with your will, and make preparations for heaven and your treasure in heaven when you die. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com and listen to this message all over again or send it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. Amen, amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled, When You Die, by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5988, that's 5988, to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5988 to a friend. Go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.